right. Sweet. So we got my boy Craig in the chat. My <laughs> boy Craig in the chat. <laughs> so, um, one second. My, my brain's being shit. The heavyweight division is back. Definitely. Back with, the, with lots of people. Loaded more than ever. Oh, yeah. It is loaded. I would say um, it's probably the best. It's it's, it's probably in the, the best state it's ever been. In the long, contenders, long yes. Yeah, I mean, even if you well, actually at, probably ever, yeah, yeah. Like, like look at the bottom of the roster. Like even some of the guys that are just up and coming. There, there's some. It's deep. It's it's not um it, the heavyweight division tradition um historically has been pretty top heavy. Where you'll yeah. have. You'll have the champion, who, um, like, like uh, if you look at the the Cain Velasquez era, era, that was probably the most deep it was until now. And I mean, you had contenders all over the place, probably, but they were only maybe like five to seven deep. Now you can look down the list of heavyweights, and they have an actual legit top ten now. Yes. There's yeah. not one person in the top ten that can't make something of themselves right now in the, top, in the heavyweight division. Like exactly. everyone's a couple fights away from being a title contender. Yes. And I'm not this even is- talking about like the old school. Oh, I got two knockouts, so now I'm a title contender, like how it used to be. Like they can go in legit streaks and have a good title shot. And, and, and I think um, so. A lot of this Stipe Goat talk comes from the fact that he's defended his title the most out of mm-hmm. um, any heavyweight. Yep. It's the hardest division, I would say, to stay champion, it seems, because, like, I mean, there's no one. He, I think he has, what, three title defenses, and that's the most? That's the longest, yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's the longest. Right. I'll defend like, three times, record. And you think about, like, when I think about the champions, of heavyweight division historically, like um, from the Tim Sylvia days, Arvlowski, um, Couture, Randy Couture had a little spot for a while. Um, Brock. Yep, Brock. JDS. J- JDS, D- he had it, lost it, and then got it back. Yeah. So he JDS? had Yeah, remember he knocked he, Did he get it back? Didn't oh, he, take he took it? it from Kane. Oh, he took it from Kane. Kane's I the one who got it back. Yeah, because he took it from Kane, then he defended it against um, Big Big Silver, right? Bigfoot? Wasn't that who he Frank Mir. against? Frank Mir. Oh, Frank Mir. Okay. Oh, Kane was the one whooping uh, Bigfoot up. Bigfoot twice. Yeah. Like, real bad. I think the fight to make is these uh, last two guys that just won. Cereal and Lewis. Cereal. Cereal. Cereal's fun. (laughs) Cereal. He's good. He's good. He's got a lot of stuff. I was really surprised um, that Jarzinia wasn't wasn't more aggressive. Versus him. Timid, right? Super timid. 
He was very, it was like I said, it didn't even seem like a fight. It seemed more like a sparring match. Like it was, it was basically like um, he wouldn't go forward. And I think a lot of that has to do with Cyril's um, skill set because Cyril can. You saw how he was uh, switching stances all the time? It's very similar to what Stylebender does to people. Like he freezes them because they can't figure out his footwork. They don't know where he's going to be, and he's so good at kicking. Like, his, he does a lot of – his kick game is so d- deep that he keeps guys, like, frozen in place. Like, and that's what it seemed like happened to Jarzinho. Like, he was like – like, he never could get um, traction or momentum going forward. Every time he did, he would get popped by that jab. He would get – you know, he would faint. He did a lot of feints in that first two rounds. Like he would, he didn't really throw a ton of kicks, even though he he let some leg kicks go. But he was very um faint heavy, and that that just stopped Jarzinho in his tracks. And I was super surprised by that, given the fact that he has that experience of fighting a fighting a nerf um kickboxing heavy style um guy on his resume when he fought Overeem, because Overeem had that same strategy of like keep the fight at distance. You know, Overeem was winning that fight too. If that fight lasts for ten more seconds, Overeem takes the victory. Yep, he got his lips. Yeah, split. yeah, for sure. Like, and it's, I think he was. I think he was going to give fifty, um, forty-five. Like he, I, don't, I didn't see a round that Jarzinho won in that fight. Besides, obviously, <laughs> the last seconds of the, the fifth. So. Um, and he's talented, man. He's he got a long kickboxing record too. It's not like he's a scrub. So that's a quality win for um I'm just gonna call him Ghani because I'm tired of butchering. Yeah, I feel like Cereal. I'm butchering this man's name. Oh, we are completely. <laughs> he's new, so I don't want no problems with him though. Nah, no. I think he's lying on the stat sheet, bro. There's no way he's six four. I think he homie looks like he's closer to six six. At least you think he's lying as shorter? Yeah, I, I think I, it would give him an edge because if guys think they're preparing for a guy that's six four and that have the same, like looking at his reach stats, yeah, yeah. give him an edge. And like he say, oh shit, he's much bigger than we thought. On once you get in the cage, that's that's that, that can be a, a tactic, like a tactic to get a little bit more reach out of him without them expecting it. Yep. It might be his coaches. I don't know. I'm not saying he's doing it, the cheat or anything, but he looks a lot big because Jarzinho's 6'4", and they stood next to each other. I'm like, no, 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 no. So you think that's the other fight to make? Blades against Jarzinho? Ooh. That's a good fight. Damn. Damn, bro. I I think it's – I like it. I like the matchup. They never uh, fought, so – Makes yeah, sense. Pass, yeah. But damn, you just <laughs> Blades is going through it, man. He's like, he'll need some time off. And he he basically only loses the power punchers. Yeah. Literally. And I think he'll definitely get outstruck by Rosenstruck. If yeah, out but one strike is all it's gonna it takes, it seems because Francis got him out of there with one pop, and then we saw what Derek Lewis did. He got to, like, learn how to mix it together. His striking didn't look bad against Derrick Lewis. He, he won the first round. Sure. Yep. What he really needs to do is every time he goes in for a takedown, he leaves himself way open. And the big thing about him against Derrick Lewis is he shot in from so far. It was easily red. 
very easily read. And that's why he threw that uppercut so perfectly. Exactly. That's a, that's a fact. I think that um, I think that Derek's Derek's um, not Derek. Sorry, my brain is fucking Swiss cheese right now. I went drinking last night. Um, I think that Curtis, his like you said, his problem is he telegraphed the shot from too far out. Um, and also, I think. If something's not if something's not broken, why why try to fix it? Like why why not just stick to? He was out striking Curtis. Uh, he was out striking Curtis. He wasn't out striking himself. He was out striking um, Derek Lewis um, for most of the fight. For most mm-hmm. of the first round, even in the second round, it, it wasn't until he started. He was only getting caught and clipped when he was trying to engage in grappling. Do you think it's just muscle memory? Like that, a lot of guys that are um, naturally wrestlers that they just like get into that mode where they go for the shot automatically, or was that just a game plan, like just to get Derek Derek down? Because he might have saw an opening and went for it. In his I, mind, I, I think it was more along the lines of like Derek wasn't having a lot of success hitting him, but when he hits, he hits. So I think he was more affected by those shots. Then he wanted to put off, and he probably just went to his bread and butter. Yeah. So, like, man, I don't want to get hit with those anymore. Let's go the safe route, take him down, and grind him out. That makes sense. Because he, he, he got tagged in the first round, um, and it didn't it, – it was a glancing blow that when he got hit with the right hook off the takedown. Um, but it backed him up. So, yeah, I, yeah so I'm like – he definitely had to taste. He, I'm pretty sure he just tasted the power. He's like, no, nah, I don't want no more of that shit. I think it's a good. I think you made a good point, Mo. I think it's a good fight to set up. Um, that makes sense going forward. But so, but here's my problem. I have the only problem that I see is some of the guys that are coming up that are on streaks. They deserve a crack at a top guy too. And we're every matchup that we're making is a matchup between the guys who are at the top. What about these oh, guys? Yeah. What about these guys that are, you know, making their na- making a name for themselves? Um, they're stringing they're stringing wins together. I, I like the Aspinall kid too. The, the oh yeah, he's not even ranked yet. Nope. So I, th- I think putting him, I, I think some of these guys who are um, on the come up, they need to get a guy coming off a loss that's in the top, and we should pick one of these guys. That are, I think one of these guys that are coming off a loss, whether it be Jarzinho or Curtis Blades, makes more sense. To get um, one, if you if these guys are going to be title contenders going forward, Garzino and um, Blades, they got to stop the momentum of one of these guys up and coming. And and for the uh, guy up and coming, if they want to get some name, I mean, they want to get j- jumped up to the rankings. They got to beat one of these guys. So something has to give. That's where the uh, contract talks and all that stuff, negotiations, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean. Cause yeah. They, Here's the thing, like if I, we only we These only guys don't want to fight somebody that's not even in the top ten. Well, that's that's kind of the problem, like the Chimaev thing, right? Like he, yeah. that's kind of the problem he's running into. It's like he don't have he doesn't have a name, but how do you get a name until you, you, yeah, know, you take a name? Exactly, you gotta take. And the thing is, like it, when your skills are undeniable, and some of these guys coming up. I didn't look. I, I took Jarzinho, bro. I thought he'd be able to. I thought that his experience would be the fact, the key in that, the key factor in that fight, and it was nothing. Like he, 
still still looks like the real deal. He should he he can legitimately like make a stake for a uh, title shot. He gonna fight somebody. Cause I get the loser out of Stipe and Francis, or are you getting Derek Lewis? That's how I see it. I think that makes sense. Derek doesn't want a title shot immediately, so that makes sense. He said it himself. Well, I mean, I think everyone knows they're not going to get a title shot immediately right now. Right. Oh, yeah. Still got John Jones. The winner's going to be John oh. Jones. God, did, oh, you see, did you see him the other day hitting the pads? Yes. John Jones? No. Holy shit. Bro, he made, I was like, yo, USADA's itching right now because that motherfucker is jacked. Bro, he's huge. He looks at least, in that video, he looked about 260, bro. Like 250, 260. He looked like his brother. I was like, damn. He looked kind of slow, too. I would assume that he is going to get slower. If he's packing on another 40 pounds, 30, 40 pounds of muscle, he's going to be slower. Yeah. But as long as he can keep his technique, he'll be fine in the heavyweight division. Yeah, no, no one's he's really that fast in the heavyweight division. Besides, like, Derek Luce's hand speed or the next person down would have been, what, JDS back in the day? Yeah. I don't know how good JDS's hands are right now. The only, yeah, the only guys that have any have ridiculous speed um, he has fast hand speed. But he he's got not, power. Right. But he's not a, yeah. he's not fast. Like him, like his movement isn't fast. His hands were going pretty fast against uh Jarzinho. Yeah, and Curtis. Oh. He pieced him up. But well, I mean like his, I mean his mobility. Like he's fat, he's yeah. he's not explosive. His hands are fucking ridiculously explosive. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think speed is going to be too much of a factor. As long as he stays agile and he's able to still um, keep the stamina, I think he'll be fine. Because that's another thing you have to worry about when you're putting on all that muscle. You got to feed that muscle oxygen. So that's going to take away from the, from the gas tank. <clears throat> if you notice all the dudes that uh, – all the fighters that can – they never seem to gas out at all, like Max Holloway's of the world. Um, yes. Even, well, if you want to go for – if you want to go for – Big with bigger examples of that, like guys who are like a little bit um, higher in weight class, I guess, because the smaller guys r- rarely gas. They all they're always in like really really good shape. But if you look at like Kane, Kane wasn't this heavily muscled dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was a machine when he was uh, healthy. Yes, sea level Kane was legendary, bro. Yeah, sea level Kane, yes, legend. Mm-hmm. Never got tired, and he put on a pace like he wasn't. Just pace. He wasn't like um, you know, managing risk. He was going after it like a like a pit bull. Like he was on you from round one till the fight's over. Nobody that big should be able to grapple that often and clinch that often, and still keep that up for five rounds while that's still what, attacking. And that's what that's what I was saying. Like I think I think that's a fact. I think the reason he was able to do that is because he wasn't so heavily muscled. He wasn't this just like. Mountain of muscle like Overeem or um, Brock, whereas those guys they gotta manage their they gotta have energy management. They can't just go ball to the wall. They won't last but maybe three minutes if they do that. They'll be gassed. And the, but the other, but the Cyril Gane guys, Gane guy, he looks like he can go off all all day. He keeps kicking, and that takes a, a ton of energy. Like you, this last fight is not a good example of what he can do. 
and obviously this was a fight. Right. The fight against um his his was it who was he walking down? Was it Bozer? Oh, that dude took some damage. The yeah, mullet yeah. guy? What's up? The mullet guy, right? Bozer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Yo, he, he ate some knees. He he took some damage. I don't know how he was still standing. Bro, he from round one to round three, he was just stalking them and throwing the kitchen sink at him. At and um he was Bozer was tough as fuck. Like he's I used to taking some huge shots and kept going, but I was more impressed by um Ghani's ability to keep that pace without like I mean, I guess it's a little bit easier when you're the person being a hammer and you're throwing the strikes because you can control when you throw. But you see it all the time. Dudes just punch themselves out. Like, they'll they'll gas. Yep. He didn't seem no worse for wear from round one to round three. And he's jacked. That motherfucker's very heavily muscled. So, um, yeah, John Jones being big might not be. I mean, it might not be too big of a, big of a deal. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we, it's only time to tell. Got to see him in the ring. But damn I mean, he, what most people are saying is his frame should hold it well. So there's that. But once again, the extra weight's just going to slow him down. And one of his best attributes was his speed to keep all his techniques in there. He's technically sound, though. So I think he'll do just fine in heavyweight, even if he is a little bit slower. But I don't know. That power increase from light heavyweight to heavyweight might just be the changing factor. You think so? Yeah. How do you think his chin? When has he actually been like really hit? Hit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How do you think his chin gonna hold up? Hmm. I told you, Mark. I told you what would happen. (laughs) I think uh, the um, he's been hit. His chin has been tested at 205 for sure. Machida blasted him with a good one. Well, yep. that's true. Machida, DC cracked him. The same punch DC knocked Stipe out with, he hit John Jones with. He hurt him, but he didn't knock, he didn't put him away. Um he was battered by um in the first fight with <clears throat> Gustafson. He got pretty battered in that fight. Yeah, that was a slobber knocker. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, his chin has been tested. He, I think he probably has the most underrated chin in all of MMA. Because no one ever talks about how good Jones' chin is. Um, but he, you, you rarely see him hurt. Have, has he been he's hurt? usually out of the way. Yeah. He's usually out of the way. So he doesn't take a lot of damage damage except in, like, the Gustafsson fight. Right. I mean, he did get cracked by... Um, What's what's she's uh, on Reyes? Reyes cracked. Ray, I mean, he's been hit. What I'm saying, like clean. Reyes got him with a clean shot, and so did um, Santos. They both got him with clean shots, but they weren't able to hurt him and put him away, or even drop him. Has he even been dropped in the UFC? That's I what I was asking. I don't recall that. Me either. Mm. I can't think of a time when he was when he was. I um, can tell you, he got taken down by Gustafsson in the first fight. That's about it. He did, and he also got taken down by DC, and neither one of them, those guys were able to hold him down. So that this, <clears throat> and that's that's it's more impressive that he was able to get up from DC because we've seen what DC can do to heavyweights. He took down DC, I think, in the first fight, right? Yeah, 
So he took him down. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's John Jones, though. John Jones is going to go, oh, you a good wrestler? I'm going to take your ass down. Okay. That's just how he is. Well, and, then, and here's, why, here's why I think he'll, he will be successful at heavyweight. Um, outside of I'm obviously a fan. His fight IQ is going to be above everybody in the heavyweight division. Like, there's nobody with that that has that high level of fight IQ that I can think of out of the top guys. Ghani seems to have some good um, – has to be up there with the best of the best. Yeah, he's got a good mixture of finishes if you look at it. He's got TKOs and solid leg locks. He got a heel hook, and he has um, – Then he, he got a, a – Arm triangle too. So and he the arm triangle he got on a jujitsu guy. So mm-hmm. that's, that's that's even more impressive. Like damn, like he was able to you know take out a guy. Because I mean, look, there's certain submissions that tech like technique wise, if you're an expert, you're a black belt, it's like embarrassing to get finished by him. And that's one of them. Like an arm triangle is like damn, you got caught with an arm triangle. And you're a black belt, because it's 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 like it's like damn, that's that's embarrassing. So that means he must be really really powerful. Look at him. Yeah, I mean, but we we see it though. We see guys that look the part that don't fight that way. He looks like a beast and he fights like one. So I'm thinking that that guy might just be. I mean, he's young too. He's what 27, 28. He started mixed martial arts when he he started kickboxing at twenty three or twenty four. He he's only been in MMA for three years. Thirty. He's thirty. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's, but he's, only being in MMA for three years with the kind of background he has, it's yeah. not like a Francis situation where he's only been in MMA for like four years now, four or five years now. But that's it. Like, he literally just started in a boxing gym four years ago. <laughs> That's true. But Francis also has, uh, he got that equalizer of a right hand on the left hand, too. Yeah. He has so much power that it's kind of like, it, it's like, it's kind of like Rumble, where a lot of um, technique and experience just gets thrown out of the window if he can just hit you once. And yeah. the only person who's been able to make that to nullify that was Stipe. But Stipe used what I thought um, Jarzinho would get against um, Gane was like a very wrestle heavy approach. Try to get him, try to wear on him, get him to constantly be thinking takedown constantly and then piece him up a bit. And um, obviously, Stipe survived some, some pretty big shots. But when you got a guy that's inexperienced of being in deep water like that and they're in a championship fight, that's the mode. That's the, that's the, that's the, you got to take him through deep water and, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I'm like, I want to see what Cyril looks like in a five round fight, in in a dog fight, because that w- that was not a dog fight. Fuck no, that was that was a hard. That wasn't even a hard sparring match. That was like they basically had a yeah. That was a sparring match, bro. That was a best friend sparring match. Like like we just chilling. Was- <laughs> what do you think of the future past the uh, Stipe? And Francis fight. We know it's John Jones. I think it's Stipe versus John Jones. I think Stipe pulls it out again. I think he just stays on the outside of the punches, 
makes Francis just wear himself out throwing and hitting air, you know, and then obviously cuts back to the wrestling because I do not think that uh, Francis has increased his wrestling enough to where he can actually negate it, huh? No time. Yeah, no time. Not enough time. And he doesn't have any serious, serious coaches. He just goes to the Performance Institute and just runs with whoever's there. Um, when he was on Rogan, he did say he, he had been working specifically with grappling um, in his camp leading up to this. So we'll see if it, if it makes a difference. Obviously, it's, uh, it's a, it takes a while to close that gap in grappling. Mm-hmm. It takes a little while. But um, like I said, I'm still going to I'm I'm rolling with Francis in this one, um, mainly because I think that that that. He just has that equalizer with one shot. And if his takedown defense is just good enough to keep Stipe in, to keep him off his back for most of the fight, then it's going to be a different dynamic. My concern is similar to yours, where I think that I don't know if Francis will be able to. My, my concern really is more like I don't think that Francis can go five hard rounds. No. And that's what we know Stipe can. That's why I mm-hmm. think Stipe has the edge. And if I think Stipe should be a favorite in that, a betting favorite, because I don't, I, we, even since the loss. He's been the underdog. He's been, un, he's been an underdog in every fight. In every fight he's, every been, fight every he's ever been in. Really, I think he has. Yeah. But I think he should be the favorite because I, I feel like I, don't, I haven't seen, we haven't seen Francis tested. We know he got power. A lot Francis. of power. Stipe or Francis? Francis. Yeah. We yeah, know he's got power. That's what makes him special. Yeah, he's got one. That's all he's got. Power. But besides that, I mean, even if he were to win, like what if he wins, fights Jones next? I'm pretty sure unless he gets that one hit on Jones that puts him away for the first time, I don't see – Francis holding that title for that long. No. Even if he did win it. No. Neither. I don't see I don't I, think... I mean it depends on how the UFC wants to set him up. Because I, I think they could give him some decent uh title fights because he's already fought most of the top five. He's already top, fought the top of the division, so they'll probably be like new challengers need to come in and some of those like ten or elevens that can still be champion. Might have a shot. That heavyweight money ain't no joke, though, bro. Like when you're the heavyweight champion, they get paid. That's the biggest smart. The heavyweight champion of any sport is always the highest. Like has the most prestige. Has the highest um, money total. So Jones is Jones is fucking getting that shot. There's no way he's he, he has the name recognition. Obviously, the credentials he's never lost. For real, um, and he if once he once that fight the Stipe um, result the Stipe um, and Gano result is final, they're making that fight. Then there's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind they, they're gonna that's fight that's that's a fight to make. Yo, yo, you think he walks into the ring like the old days? Be uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. To, I, 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 I'm here for days. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for it. I doubt it. Why? Because of Corona, or yeah, 
Uh, well, they think about it. I heard a rumor that they might be doing an um, event in Florida and they're going to allow fans. Yeah, I've heard yeah. rumors of that too. Yeah, Mas- I think it's supposed to be um, Masvidal having uh, he's, he announced like he should be getting a fight and I'm pretty sure they're going to put it in Florida. So that'd be, that'd be neat. Yeah, you know that Florida's wide open, so. Right, that's what I mean. Like that, because I think Dana doesn't want to do a, a venue with limited capacity fans. Yeah, he wants to be able to make the obviously the money from selling the tickets, and you won't be able to do that with limited capacity. But Florida, they can probably get it wide open and have a have a full capacity. I mean, just, I feel Do like you think that'll be in Jacksonville. Please, he owes us one. He, he on, says Dana. he owes us one. Come on, Dana. Look he us owes up. us one. Look us up. All these Come years. Come your boys. For real. You know we, I'm there. We oh. all, we there. First in line. I'm there. Sure. Yeah. So, you got three tickets. So- I'm so mad we had all the, those three fights here with some of the top tier people that we could not go to. Yeah, that was, that was, that shit, that kind of hurt a little bit, man. Yeah. That hurt a little bit. Um, so we got, <clears throat> Obviously, like you said, we, we mentioned briefly the matchup between um, the losers of the, these last two heavyweight cards. But how about the winners? Like, what do you, how, do you think, how do you see Derek Lewis, Cyril Gane going? Because I think that, that seems like the, the right matchup to make. How do you see that going? It could, be, it could end up being the same way as last night. No, no way. I, I don't think this is just Derek Lewis. But that was because Francis wouldn't engage. There's no way Francis wouldn't engage and Derek Lewis's back was fucked. Exactly. If I'm it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. I mean I hope it doesn't. No. I don't think uh Derek is capable of being in a boring fight. Cause even if he even when he's getting his ass kicked, like when he fought Volkov and he had that like come from behind Hail Mary knockout. It was still entertaining. There's going to be action. I feel like um, that's another guy we kind of been leaving off the list as far as heavyweights. We haven't talked that all about Volkov. Who are we going to match? Yeah, he's been up? back and forth. He just uh, beat Overeem. Right. I mean, we, but we haven't mentioned him in any matchups. Ooh. Serial and Volkov? That sounds, that sounds better to me. Than... Darren Lewis wants Overeem. Yeah, Darren Lewis I, I, wants Overeem, but that doesn't make sense. Well, he, because he's not trying to go for it. He's not trying to title shop. He's trying to get fights. He said he's been ducking them. I, I like, yeah. I, 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 I personally like that. And I don't think that's going to be a walk in the park for Derek. Because even know. though Overeem is a little punchy, he's a little chinny right now. I mean, he's, he's got a million fights now. 999 fights under his belt. I don't know how many fights. He, he's been in a ring since I was like five. <laughs> so like I think I think um that's a good I like for a for a fan from a fan perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously for the division, not really, but from a fan, I want to see it. I'm I think that'd be fucking awesome. I love to see that. I see that one happening. And I definitely I think it'll like, happen. I, it just in the title picture doesn't make any sense. Makes no. sense for Overeem, not for Lewis. That's what I'm saying. And that's when he had the press conference after he knocked out Curtis, he mentioned that he doesn't care about the title. Like, he's not chasing the title. 
he already had a title shot against DC. So it's not like um he hasn't been there. He he knows what he's he's like when it comes, it comes. And I, I like, you know what? I think more fighters should be in that mode. Instead of just being thirsty for the, the belt, stay active. Yeah, keep fighting. You, you become undeniable. Because if you keep winning, you're gonna get a title shot. You just, well, unless your name's Oliveira, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get a or title. old Max Holloway or old Tony Ferguson. I mean, oh, they, they took them forever. Finish yeah, the whole division, and then it's like, all right, here's a title shot for yeah, an interim title. Yeah, interim. Yeah, yeah so DC got, got hurt. It's so crazy to me. And bro. they needed a uh, a championship fight on the pay per view, so we'll make this interim <laughs> belt. Just for you. Right. You finally earned your interim championship. Jeez. Tony Ferg, man. What a, what a career. What I a mean, career. but he, he's training with Freddie Roach right now. He's been posting about that. He, he's getting them hands again. <laughs> I, look, I still, I'm, I'm still a fan, even though, like, he, I mean, he's, he's fought the who's who, beat the who's who, and he's only lost to the Who's who? He's only lost to like guys that are top tier. So I don't think it's over for him. I think he needs the fans. I think he thrives off the fans. I think he thrives off everyone screaming at him and the chaos of like the arena. Because mm. when it's like so quiet, I think maybe he can hear his own thoughts a little bit too much and he's kind of crazy. That's a really that's a really good point. That's a really good point, bro. Cause you, he's definitely been different since it's been no. He's definitely looked different since no fans. He might, you might be right, man. Might be right. He might. It's like the up. opposite effect of Gaethje. Gaethje had no fans, and he could actually focus instead of thriving off the fans. Right. What are you talking about, Ferguson? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of got a little sidebar. <laughs> All right. So, what you guys, what you guys think about? Stipe versus John. Main uh, event for uh, International Fight Week, or does Stipe take off for another year? That's the that's my. I don't see that happening problem. though. That's my only problem with having Stipe as champion, and that's why I'm kind of pulling for him to get removed by one of these. By by even I wanted to be in Ghana for my own personal financial reasons, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's a very marketable fight for International Fight Week, too. Yep. They can't lose on that one, though. Either one of those fights, either oh, yeah. John either Jones versus Nagano or Stipe, they're both gigantic. I think either it's a little bit bigger for Nagano, though. Uh, yeah, the needle, I think Nagano's more of a needle mover. Um, Stipe, he, the, reason, his, his only, the only problem with him is he doesn't have – He's he's too balanced to sell. He's not talking him on the mic. He's very respectful. He he's like um he's not he doesn't give you a reason to root against him. He's like like not you can't hate him like you would like a guy like Kobe or even a guy like Jones. Like you don't have the reason to root against him. So he it's harder to sell, really. And That's he's how, not uh, Khabib was. He was just there. He's just yeah. good. Like he's yeah. dumb. Yeah. And, for a purist, for a guy like this martial arts purist, you'd love to see it. But for the average fan, they don't care. They don't care. He's just not a needle mover in that in that aspect. But um, I think that 
look, how I see the Jones Stipe fight going, um, I think Stipe is going to be. I think he get overwhelmed to be honest, because I think that the things that make Stipe good, Jones is just better at them. Um, and he's a little bit more creative in the striking department, whereas Stipe is his most of his striking prowess comes from his ability to box. Yep. He's, a, he's basically a, a guy that can he's like old school UFC. He's a wrestler boxer. Whereas you're not gonna be, I don't think you're gonna be able to beat Jones that way. Like he in order to beat Jones, it's gonna take a guy with a skill set like Izzy. Somebody who can mix it up on them, keep them thinking, use feints, have real kick threats with kicks at range, and beat him in that game. That's kind of what um, the first fight with Gustafsson was like. It was Gustafsson was able to freeze him and make him think more instead of just like some. I don't think a a truck is was, was going to take to beat him. You're going to need a guy that has like more of a supercar type fighter. A guy that can do change gears and have be agile. They're not somebody just plowing straight forward. That guy cereal might be the one. That's that too. A uh, little bit more of him though, but he might be the one. As I said, like for me, he looks like the future of the division. Him, um, I can see. I can. I can definitely see him giving um, Jones some problems. I don't see that uh, being a, a walk in the park. I do think Jones can beat Stipe fairly easily, though, to be, be real. I don't see it being that big of a challenge for him. I think, and to be honest, it's going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but I think that uh, Ngannou poses more of a threat to Jones than Stipe does. Because I, I don't think Stipe will be able to go those hard wrestling rounds with John, whereas Francis only needs one fucking punch. Literally, and that's all. He, and then the, the thing is, like, yeah, Jones does have um, he has proven to have, like we said earlier, he hasn't been rocked, he hasn't been dropped, yeah, he hasn't had he's been um, he's shown the iron chin for most of his career. Um, but like Mark said earlier, man, heavyweight is a different animal, it's a whole so other yeah, level. Of power. There's only three title defenses for the record holder for a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> One punch is for real all it takes. And it doesn't the thing about Francis that's scary. Um is he doesn't he doesn't have to wind up to generate power. The shot that he put um that he put down um who was it uh, uh Velasquez with that was a short in the clinch uppercut. It was like quick. It wasn't like he was like rearing back and telegraphing. It was just you get going for my legs. Quick. And that's what really, um, if he can continue that kind of energy, man, that will make him tough to ups, uh, um, to be. Because like basically what I see the guys being, the kind of guys that can beat him are guys that can grind on him and wrestle him. And if he can generate that kind of power up close, then that, that's, that's fucking tough for anybody to deal with. You got to remember how good Stipe is on his back foot, too, though. How many people have Stipe knocked out walking backwards? Fighting, running backwards with them short shots. I, he has I, power going back too. He does, and I, I, yeah. I, definitely, I definitely remember um the Verdum fight. Verdum tried to chase him down and got clipped. That's who he won the title. A lot of that was right? Verdum's fault, though. Yeah, that's who he won the title. He was, he was on his back foot. Yeah, but he was on his back foot going back. He he has a lot of good shots. He got DC with a couple of those too, and DC was pressuring, and he was on his back foot and hitting with some nice, good, clean shots. 
Did, didn't that he do something like that? The Overeem too? No, Overeem, Overeem knocked him down. Overeem almost choked him out. Overeem, if, I think if Overeem just goes for ground and pound instead of subbing, he wins. He's, he had him hurt and down. He, but if, he, if he doesn't go for the sub, if he, if he continues to pound on him, I think he, he get the stoppage. Um, I'm not trying to, I feel like I'm like hating on Steve right now, but I'm not. I'm not no. Overeem <laughs> pretty much won that fight. Yeah. Um, I, I do. The reason here's another factor that we haven't been considering when it comes to Steve Steve um defenses. This is going to be the first time he's going to be in there with um someone his size or bigger too. I mean, outside Ooh, yeah. I mean, as far as as far as having good fight IQ as well, if he gets in there with Jones, oh, if he fights Jones, yeah. Well, I mean, DC had a great fight IQ. Not the reach I don't though. think Stipe's fight IQ is that great or that bad either, though. No, no, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's it's going to be a matchup where he's going to be against a guy who he doesn't physically dominate because he's not bigger, longer reach, yeah. and he also is going to be in there against a guy who he won't be have just have the pure fight IQ edge over either. Because I think if he gets in, when Jones gets in there, it's going to be very similar, um, if not advantage Jones in the fight IQ department, and Jones has more reach. So he's it's another tall guy too. Like Jones is six four also. So it's gonna be another match. It's a matchup where he's facing where he's not he doesn't have the edge on one of those things or the other. Like when he fought DC, DC's five ten. And he even though he's really good at closing the distance because he always attacks with the wrestling, he always has the threat of the takedown and he's able to close the distance, he's still naturally at striking range at a disadvantage by being five ten and having to punch up. So I think that will, I will pre- present a really big problem for Stipe. Um, it will, not a problem, but it will pre- pre- have a different challenge that he, than he's used to fighting a guy who can game plan and adjust in fight like John can. And that's what's made John basically, uh, in my eyes, the GOAT is because he's been able to, if something's not working in mid-fight, he's like, okay, switch it up, do this now. Um, so that, that will make it interesting. Um, yeah, Jones got longer reach than Stipe. He does. And I think Jones has longest reach on everybody. I don't think there's anyone that can match him on reach. Period. On this, uh, the UFC website, Stipe's height is seventy-seven point zero zero. I know he's not seven feet seven. I think he's going inches. Is that seventy-seven <laughs> inches? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I say, man? I, I think he made six four, right? He's six four, also. Yeah, six four. Yeah, seven seven six four. Um, same height. Oh man, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, I think because what he's gonna face is a different challenge than he's ever been presented with. Like he, um, everybody's face where he had the phys- where he was either physically physically dominated. Um, he definitely has the edge in fight IQ versus them. He never faced Kane. Um, another guy who's technically brilliant and will be on you like, well, I mean, pre Usada Kane, like before he started getting all the injuries. Um, 
I definitely think that would have been a, a definitely a, a tough test. But this is going to be a, a really tough test. Given that he gets out of it, I just don't see him beating Engano. But if he does, then I see it being um, – that would be his toughest test. But this Engano is a real tough one too. I think we're given, we don't give him as much credit as he deserves for being technical because he's not very technical. Who? Engano. He's not very technical overall. Um, but there's a reason why a lot of guys can't get out of the first few minutes with this motherfucker, man. Like he hasn't no. got, yeah, he hasn't gotten out. Of, I mean, he hasn't gotten a lot of experience outside of uh, like like in cage round time. Exactly. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. Like, well, he had two fights. His only two losses all went decision, right? Yep. Like, yeah. The two fights he had, decision losses. We're the only ones that went longer than what two rounds. Yep. And every and fight one was the most boring fight ever. Yep. Up until yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Solid tie. Yesterday was rough, bro. I was like, damn, that was tough to watch. I was like nodding at the wheel. Um. So. Who's a dark horse? For heavyweights? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, interesting. Dark horse for heavyweight? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's serial. Even though he's showing that he's got these skills, got to be serial. Or maybe even Volkov. Volkov can still bring it back, but I wouldn't really call him a dark horse because he's still a top contender even now, even though he's kind of gone back and forth with his win-losses right now. But if he could just keep his chin a little out of the way, (laughs) he'll be fine. Good luck. I think... This is just biased for me because I like the guy, but I honestly think that if Walt Harris can get over his mental blockage right now with all the things that have been going on in his life, he can come back to being a legit contender if he can put it all together. <clears throat> that but be- I think he just had too much go on last year. Okay. Um, I like it. I, I agree with, um, with, with if he can get over that hurdle. Definitely give yeah. him a shot. I, I, I'm picking, I'm going with Aspinall. You think he's gonna come up? Come up? Yeah. He, I he he um like like Gan like Ghani, He has that. Uh, he's he seems like if he can do this against top. I don't want a guy. I've got to see it done against the top of the division against top contenders. But he has that. Uh, he's athletic. He has power. He has stamina. He has all the the tools that you think a champion could uh, needs to possess. So I'm like, he's my dark pick, my dark horse pick. He just I'll, needs to get that veteran. Yep, he needs he to get some, some good adjustments against uh, Arvlaski going into yep. the second round. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Because Arvlaski gave him some trouble. 
people that's that's one thing that he's been kind of underrated with man Velasquez really really good even though he's a little older he always be putting it to the young bucks for real Mm -hmm. man every time we always kind of write him I don't know I feel like I always mentally write him off because he's been in the game so long and he he always goes on these like win 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 lose win win lose win lose like these little streaks where it's kind of like easy to just forget about him, but he's still a problem for, I mean, he's not going to be, he's not an easy win for anybody. And I mean, that's, he's a former champ too. So, um, but yeah, I, I think dark horse, I'm going to go with Aspinall. I, I feel like um, I want to definitely want to see more from him, but at this point, I don't, I see, I see Don as a pure prospect. I don't think that he's uh I think that he's legit. Like, especially what he's shown so far, that he's legitimately a contender at this point. He's, he's. I think he's should be up there with mentioned with all the guys that are um, vying for a title shot. Like, he's up. He his name should be in that conversation. I imagine him being on the same card as uh the John Jones fight. He should be. He should be. And you, I think I like the I like the matchup. You get you. I think I like Volkov. I put him and him and Volkov on the same card. I like that a lot. That makes to me that makes the most sense. Both guys are coming off victories. Both guys are gaining momentum. They're both prospects for the title shot. Like everything lines up. It makes sense because we already know John Jones is fighting next. So, yep. Yeah, you, there's you, no way around it. It's what's happening. Unless John Jones just says I'm not ready yet, but he's looking like he's about ready. Yeah, and I don't think he. I don't think he's the kind of guy that needs a a, a warm up or a tune up. I wish he would, though. You want, you I want... wish that Jones would do a, a quick tune-up just because it is going to be such a big change in his body that I think he needs to have that fight experience before he jumps right to the title. But that's my own opinion, thinking that his past two fights, he's already looked kind of slow at light heavyweight. Right. And... Now he's about to put on a whole bunch of muscle, so he's going to be a little bit slower than that. Obviously, the speed difference between light heavyweight and heavyweight is a huge gap. But I just want – I think a good tune-up would have been nice for him. Agreed. I, I, like, I definitely want to see him at heavyweight. I want to see what he looks like. If there's any drop-off in his ability at all, like I want to see before I um... – Cause just jump into, I mean, I. But also, once you are champion, I think it's cool to just jump right in. Cause like, like we saw with um, Triple C, um, Connor, Izzy. Now was fighting Blahovich next card. Like you got guys who were champion, dominant at champion at their um, weight class, and they just get another instant get a title shot. I think I'm fine with that. I like. I, I think it's fine. And the guys who I who elite frogging, I'm like, are they really? Because that, that guy's a champion. It's not like uh, he's coming from a different organization. He's been dominant in the UFC. Which fight oh. is he? Or yeah. John Jones? Any any champion, any current yeah, yeah, yeah. you're moving up to challenge the champion at the next level. I think it's. I'm fine with that. I no, wish I'm good with that too. I, I, think he, I have I mean, no problem with that. I just think for John Jones, the way that he's had taken so much time off and that he's doing such a dramatic change, 
because a lot of them it's like a 10 pound change that they do and they usually mm-hmm. walk around that way anyways so it's not a big deal john jones was definitely not walking around at like 265 Fuck or no. 245 he was probably really walking around 230 220 that makes that makes, that makes a lot of sense even on yeah. fight probably like somewhere around 220, 230 um, at 205. So it's not like, um, it's not like a, it's going to be a, the dramatic change is him adding that extra weight on. And that's, be, I think that is because like, it's a huge difference between 205 and heavyweights. A lot of these heavyweights are dropping to make 265. Like they're losing yeah. to get to the max. Like, you, like all the guys we just mentioned, um, a lot of those guys are like cutting to get to 265. Mm-hmm. So these are these are big dudes. These are not it's a that's a what forty pound gap to close. That's the biggest gap possible in the division. Like nobody no no other, there's no other, I guess from seventy to eighty five is a big gap too. The gap between yeah. then one eighty five to two hundred five. Right. There's a big those those are some big but that's besides those two jumps. The heavyweight jump is the biggest one. Yeah, <laughs> it's wide open after that. Yeah. yeah, but I also see Izzy coming in light. I don't think he's going to actually show up at 205 for some reason. 204. No. Yeah, he probably fit like 203 or something like that. He was somewhere his... low 200. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's, he walks around somewhere like in the 200s. Yeah. Probably like how Anderson did. Yeah, I think Spice won't cut. Mm-hmm. cut like I, can see, I, can, I can see him legit going to heavyweight too. He'll just be a small right. heavyweight. What's up? I said eventually. I think I, I, think don't, I don't really want to see him at heavyweight, though. Why's that? I have no interest right now. Right uh, now, I just have no interest in that. I, I'm a little sour towards him just because he, he went for the light heavyweight title after John Jones decided to leave. Like, they, they had that fight all set up, and it would have happened. And he kind of like, oh, no, I want to clean out my division and kind of avoided it, and then right when John Jones leaves, he goes, you know what? I'm going to go fight for the light heavyweight title. I'm kind of sour about that. Like, <laughs> like he was a little bitch. <laughs> Damn. I, look, let's be real here. Let's be honest. I, I, I think John fucks, Jones fucks him up, though. I don't, I don't think... He's a smart dude. I, I'm with you, and I think he ran for good reasons. Yeah, like, but it just—it's just a little sour taste in my mouth with his reasoning. You know, you he's like, "Well, I, I don't—I haven't cleaned out my own division yet, and I won't go for that." But then, right when John Jones leaves, he's like, "Oh, you know what? I can do it now. Nothing changed, but I can do it." Conversation for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's less the one after uh, this next card. Because I had some firepower ready for that one. Yeah, let's save that one for... Uh, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with GSP versus Michael Bisming. Michael Bisming, or GSP, would not have went for the middleweight champion if it wasn't for Michael Bisming being champion. Well, world champion, GSP is retired. Yes, period. Yeah. 100%. I, we, we, we definitely agree on that. That's no, no doubt in my mind. I, to, I guess to close off the heavyweights... Um, we, like we said at the outset, it's probably the deepest it's ever been. Probably the best it's been in ever, maybe. And, and before, it was only like two, three dudes tussling for the title. I like that. I like, I like it that I like that it's now 
a lot of the bigger athletes are starting to compete in mixed martial arts because we're now we're going to start seeing more skill. We, we, we've always seen the heavyweight division be dominated by guys who had like a single overwhelming trait. Like they're either a dominant wrestler and they can just basically hold everybody down um, or they got like that one strike power and they can just like take anybody out with one strike. But now we're starting to see some of these younger guys who have the actual full array of mixed martial arts skills. Like they're true mixed martial artists. Um, obviously, Jones is lumped in that. He's not a young guy. He's an established GOAT. But he's going to be a heavyweight that has the full array of, full array of skills. And that's, to me, um, the most attractive thing about this new crop of guys. They're all coming to the division with that. They're all coming with stamina. They, it's not going to be boring. Get guys who are gassed out after three minutes of action. You're going to see real talented big guys. And that's a boost for the sport, I think, as a whole. Like the better the state of your heavyweight division is usually the state of the organization. If you have a strong heavyweight class, it trickles down. So um, as a fan, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm excited about the future of the heavyweight division. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like juiced, bro. I'm, I'm, every time I think about all the matchups, I'm like, damn, there's so many. And that's, I think that's a, that's a good problem to have um, when you can't, when you can just, go through and cycle through all these um you don't have to have these like rematches to make it interesting you can have new blood in there new names to talk about so it's like that that's definitely very exciting for me it's also exciting just for the simple fact that even though stipe has the most title defenses he has new challengers that he can fight he doesn't have to stick within the top five again and see all these rematches over and over again he has up-and-comers that will be ready to take his title in the top five, which is dangerous for him, match, really. And that's which the one he's got coming up. See that? See what was that? In the top five, he's only got one rematch, and that's on the fight coming up. Yep. Because then after that, it's all all newbies, all yeah. newbies, mm-hmm. and they just been knocking each other off. So. Yep. Then you had so- the, the holdout with DC and Stipe. Yeah, I and that's that's yeah. I, just, I just don't want to see. I just I really just don't want to see a long layoff, man. I don't want to see a, a um one defense per year heavyweight champion. I don't want that anymore. I want to see at least two times. Like you give us two fights, man. Like it's good that he's fighting right now. Yeah, it's good because even if he wins. He's got to do the one in uh, International Fight Week. That main event is just too big. Yeah. Yeah. He has um, – I know, I know Steve Bates from Cleveland, but doesn't he have um, European roots? Like, isn't he like – is he first generation or – Like uh, Croatian or something? Yeah, he's Croatian. That's why he used to wear the Crow Cop shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so, but is that like his? Is is he first generation, or did he move to America? I think his parents were, and he was raised in America. Yeah, he was born in America. He's an American boy. You hear him talk; he sounds very American. He's very Midwestern. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I was thinking about that because I was thinking about um, Nganu, and he has obviously clearly he's not from here. He can barely, he can, he barely speaks English, um, but. 
he's a good he'd be a good candidate for international fight week too. Yep. So no no matter what the result of this next uh this heavyweight event, that fighter of this upcoming card has to be on there. Makes it, it makes a lot of sense for International Fight Week. Do you think uh we see a Chinese heavyweight since China's having this uh kind of renaissance in MMA right now? They're they're pumping out some talent, man. We see it. Do we see a heavyweight from China? Uh, that that's a tough ask from China. <laughs> I think they dominate like lower divisions or start to come up in the lower divisions. I see a middle. That's I mean, possible. I see a middleweight. Look, China's population alone gives you enough genetic resources to pull from to find some big dudes. I mean, they they don't have a lack of big people in China. That's for sure. They got they got most of the planet, so they got. I want, I'm just curious. Well, but how many athletic big dudes do they got in China? Uh, we haven't seen. That's what we haven't seen anything besides like from outside of Yao Ming. We haven't seen um any bigger guys like that in in, in the major sports. But I think MMA is the the chance we will see it. Given that China's they're, they're coming up, man. They they're they're not just um they're they're not just producing guys who are okay. The people that are coming out of there are fucking good. They're 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 putting their best like people forward. Like Wei Lee came in and just like wrecked shop. Yeah, and she has that other girl that she trains with once in a while that's wrecking shop in her own division right now. We might have a Chinese versus Chinese championship soon. And then um, the guy, um, uh, what's his nickname? I keep, I keep. It's, I think it's Jingling. Jing, Jing, Jingling. Jumping Jingling. Yeah. What's his? What's the one his? That just knocked out uh, Pazanibio, right? The leech. Mm-hmm. As he goes by, yeah. he's been in the UFC for a long time, but he's another example of um, kind of China's like rise, because before. Whenever we got um, guys from either Japan or China, they were kind of like they would be okay, but they would be basically like punching bags for the rest of the world. Yeah, they would get bopped. They were, they were, yeah, when, yeah, they would always they would always be like, uh, he's good, but he's gonna get fucked up. Top um, top fifteen he, gatekeepers, basically, basically. Yep, and that's not the case anymore, especially with the Chinese man. Like they they're coming in and. They're not coming to just take apart. They're coming to fucking take over, bro. Like a lot of them, they look good. So I'm like, are we gonna see a heavyweight? And uh, how soon? If so, I'm thinking, um, give them. I think we give them a couple of years, two or three years. We'll, we'll see a Chinese heavyweight. Man. 2025. Chinese. Who's that, uh, 2025. Who's that Russian heavyweight that's out there right now, kind of making a big splash? I think he's like ranked number like eleven right now. Oh, 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 oh! Super um, hairy chest. You talking about Abrek? Mm. Shamil? <laughs> yeah. I cannot say his last name. Oh, he's number eight. He's ranked eight right now. He's ranked eighth. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. That's another contender that we didn't talk about. Mmm, that's true. We didn't give him any, get him in no respect. 
My bad, big dog. We'll put some respect on your name. My yeah, bad. Fought in a while though. Is he uh, is he injured or something, or is it Corona related? No, I'm not sure. Probably Corona related. That's why I've seen a lot of the Russians. Where are you guys seeing um? What what rankings are you using? Because I don't see them on the on the one I'm using. Exactly. I'm on rankings. Which I'm one? using UFC rankings. Okay, yeah. I'm using MMA World. So MMA Worlds, he's going to be a different number. Yeah, because the actual MMA UFC. World, just everyone, not just UFC. Yeah. Hmm. So I got um. But most of them, to be fair, most of them, no, this is all UFC. Yeah, it's all UFC. I don't see anybody that's not on the roster. But damn, yeah, you're right. They're, they got him like they got him way lower than I would expect it. I mean, got, look at the names in front of him. Um, Chris Dawkins. He's number mm-hmm. ten. And then the after that, you know everybody. Um, you got Junior, Alistair, Cyril, Alexander Volkov, Jarzinho, Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis, Francis, and Stipe. Those are all the guys ahead of him. The guys um, behind him, um, uh, Augusto Sakai, Alexi Olenek, mm-hmm. uh, Bagloy Ivanov, Marcin Tybura, Tom Aspinall, Walt Harris. What are you looking um, at? I'm, I'm on MMA World. Oh. Because the UFC rankings is very different. Way different. Okay. Okay, let me go to the UFC then. Well, I think going forward, heavyweights should be exciting again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll actually prosper for a while now, especially since heavyweights can stick around forever. And we got a lot of young dudes that'll be killers in the future. And we might actually get Brian's wish with some of these young guys that are actually athletic. They might fight more than once, but the average UFC heavyweight only fights once a year. Not get What's up? Only, champions. only champions. The other guys are they get you, they, you get at least two a year from the rest of the roster. Yeah. I've seen. I mean, Derek fought, Derek fought what three times last year. Yeah, but I feel like that's the new generation that does that. Stipe is t- still technically part of the old guard. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You got Derek uh, Lewis fought twice. Twice last year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you get that's, that, but that's, that's pretty active for a heavyweight. Yeah. Two times is very active for a heavyweight. You get three, like, I think Rosenstruck fight, fought like three times in the last year. Oh, one year. Derrick Lewis fought four times. Oh, that's when he was trying to buy a house. I remember that interview. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> For tax reasons. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get a, get a crib. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily see um, a dramatic change. I mean, I don't, I don't expect those big guys to be getting in there, you know, Four times. I don't. I don't see. A, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be a situation with a guy like uh, who's the current middleweight dude who's fought like five times last year. Holland, like yeah. Kevin. Holland. I don't think we'll get that. No, um, not out of heavyweights. No, he won all his fights last year, right? Yeah, right. yeah, he won them all. 
I think it's also impossible for a heavyweight to fight so many times because I think they automatically get like six month suspensions or like two month suspensions just because of concussion reasons. Even if they didn't get touched, suspended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they get one good hit, they're like, "Oh, you got knocked down. Here, you got two months suspension." Medical reasons. Mm, good point. Good point. Once those big boys start thumping, man, it's like it's a little bit harder to recover. It's, I mean, I guess it's a longer recovery process. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. That's probably why they. That's yeah. That's that's definitely the reason why they're not doing that fighting so often. Um, yeah, they'll be smashed goods, I guess. Um, Last so, time Stipe did it when he did, uh, he fought Nagano and then went into the DC fight not too long after that. That's what they were saying. Like his chin was still suspect from the Francis fight. Yep. So that's why DC knocked him out so easily versus the other two times they fought. Yeah, I think he's 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 probably. Um, I I heard that same thing. I think. Uh, while he his chin definitely was could be compromised from that the accumulation of damage in the um in Gano fight and kind of carried over to the next that that, that punch that Daniel landed was just kind of a perfect shot too like it was um it just kind of caught him and it's usually the punch you don't see because he was coming off of a collar tie and he didn't see that punch coming so he wasn't able to brace for it those are the ones that kind of put you out usually it's the ones you don't see coming and that's usually either a counter shot or um, a shot where like, like that, where he just that was like a surprise shot. The guy just caught him off a clinch. So I think it was just a perfect shot. Um, I think it had more to do. I'm sorry, than had more to do with it being a perfect shot and less to do with the accumulation of damage. Although I'm pretty sure it had to play some factor. Had to, yeah, because he was taking those shots after that in the second and third fight. Yep. I don't think DC really, even though he bruised him up, I don't think he really hurt him that second time. That I mean, that that in that trilogy fight, I don't, I, I, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, it was, um, I don't had a fight in front of me, but I don't remember very, that many moments where Stipe was in trouble. Like he was basically, he would get jabbed and then back out. He was fine most for most of the fight. This was a good talk, guys, but I gotta, I gotta head out now. Well, on that note, we'll call it. All right, my boy. All right. All right, we'll get on, on another one soon. Next time, more hashy knuckles. All right, zip it up and zip it out. All right, big dog. Later. Take care, Mark. All right, Mo. Craig, be cool. La 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 la.